Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. friends, welcome back to Anchored In Always. So we can often think that we are being loving, but if our motive is to find approval from people and our worth is coming from how they think or feel and respond, then we are ultimately hurting ourselves and others. So how do we know and what do we do to stop this cycle? In episode 49, I shared one of my areas of struggle, which is anger. And we walked through the pamphlet from Celebrate Recovery on anger and how recovery has really helped me with that. And so today I wanted to talk about codependency because that is another area that I struggle with personally. So I think it would be helpful to start with the definition of codependency and what it is. And it's really when a person's need for approval or validation from another person allows them to be controlled or manipulated or a person who attempts to manipulate and control someone else. They are willing to compromise their own values, choices, and behavior at the expense of their own personal well-being. I don't know about you guys, but does this sound like anyone listening today? I didn't even realize that this was a thing for a really long time. I wouldn't have said that I was being codependent. In my mind, I was just being a good sacrificial wife, mother, friend, right? But I was wrong. My entire worth was tied up in making sure that everyone around me was okay. And if they weren't, then it was somehow related to me and it was my responsibility or even my fault. And what would people think of me? So as I did with anger, I'm just going to read to you um, what the uh, Celebrate Recovery pamphlet says on codependency and different um, characteristics of someone struggling with codependency. And you can find this pamphlet on um, CelebrateRecovery.com under resources and then just look under pamphlets. So I just want you to keep in mind that, that these are included in here, but they're not limited to the ones that I'm going to read. So just like anger, if you find that you are resonated with many of these that I'm going to read um, on a consistent basis in your life, and it's like a pattern, then you may be struggling with codependency. But I want to encourage you to just keep listening because we will talk about what we can do about that um, a little bit later in the episode. So the first one says, assuming responsibility for others' feelings and behaviors. And the second one is feeling guilty about others' feelings and behaviors. So both of these, assuming responsibility and feeling guilty about other people's feelings and behaviors, to me really come down to pride in a sense. It's giving myself too much credit, taking responsibility for something that really isn't mine to be responsible for, honestly thinking more of myself than I ought to, like it somehow depends on me in some way. If I would have said this or or I wouldn't have done that, then he wouldn't have X, Y, Z. Um, So that's that's two of the areas. The next one, it says having difficulty identifying or expressing one's feelings, one's own feelings, and then also minimizing, altering, or denying how one truly feels. So we often lose ourselves when our worth is tied up in other people's approval. We tend to stuff our own things or our own feelings and just suck it up and, and not deal with it. 
And then the next ones are worrying about how others may respond to your feelings, opinions, and behavior, or valuing others' opinions and feelings more than your own. So we often, as a codependent, will tend to be hypercritical of ourselves and measure value, our value, by other people's reactions to us. Next, it says living with messages of not being good enough, valued, or loved. It really comes down to feelings of, I am not enough the way that I am. I need to change or conform or be different, be useful. And the next one is fear of expressing different opinions or feelings from those or others. And then also fear of being hurt and or rejected by others. So we tend to lose our identity. Who am I without them? If I say this or do that, then fill in the blank. And then next, it's compromising one's own beliefs, values, and integrity to avoid others' rejection or anger. And this can be subtle at first. You think, I would never tolerate this or do that. But then you second-guess yourself. Well, if I don't, then what will people think of me? Or how will they react? And, and so you start to question it. So because your worth isn't fully founded in who God says that you are, you feel the need to perform or fix. If I just do more, then they'll appreciate me. That type of mindset. And the next one on here is tolerating mistreatment or abuse from others while justifying their behavior and trying to defend them. And also overly caring for others at the expense of one's own self needs, feeling victimized and then used as a result. And this is really so common. Again, if your worth is tied up in what someone else does, thinks, or feels, then you have to really make excuses for their behavior to justify your own. And then it continues in this toxic cycle in this relationship. Then it says, anxiety in saying no to someone, even when saying yes, would be at a great inconvenience. And this is a double-edged sword. It's feeling like you have to take care of everything, but then becoming resentful for having to do it all all at the same time. Next, it says directly or indirectly attempting to fix, manage, or control another person's problems to help them avoid feeling bad or experiencing the consequences of their own choices. Difficulty in setting boundaries with people, honestly, is what what the issue is here, because if they're okay, then you're okay. But that's really a lie. And I know that this was a big struggle for me when Josh was in active addiction because I really felt this need to protect him and to protect our family and our image really from the consequences of some of his choices at the time. And ultimately, I think I was really prolonging him getting the help that he needed because I was softening the consequences for him. Again, I thought I was being loving and supportive, but really I was just enabling him for a longer time. And I needed to get out of the way and allow him to really truly hit rock bottom so that he could make the choice to seek change and healing and surrender, which I'm so thankful that he did. Next on this list says, judging everything you think, say, or do harshly as never being good enough, a perfectionist at heart. This really leads to a critical spirit and we're often hardest on our own self. Why did I say that or do that? And if I didn't, then maybe they wouldn't have acted that way and so on. Next, it says feels conflicted by desire to be needed, but then resentment for being obligated and serving others. So this is, again, another one of those double-edged swords where there's this desire to be needed, but then when your motive is unhealthy, then it, and it's being abused, quite frankly, then resentment will begin to creep in. Okay, then it says being extremely loyal to the point of remaining in harmful situations for too long. 
If I just stay and keep supporting, then maybe they'll eventually come around. Like it's somehow up to me or you to save them or rescue them, often to our own detriment. Next, it says feels bound in relationships by performance. What I do rather than core value and worth, who am I? This is really big. If we are only valued for what we do or what we can contribute, then what happens when we stop or we're not able to anymore? What is that relationship truly based on then? And then lastly, it says avoids conflict with other people to the point of being unable to speak true feelings or asking for valid needs to be met. Honestly, it's okay to ask for what you need. There is no shame in that. And I think it's just for a codependent, it's very hard to do that for fear of rejection. So this is just a glimpse into codependency, really. And as you can see um, from that list that I read, it can be a real struggle. And it really keeps many of us stuck in, in experiencing really fulfilling relationships with ourselves, with God, and with other people. So how do we, re, how do we recover from this? Here are some of the characteristics of someone in recovery for codependency. And again, it, it's included. These are included, but it's not limited to the ones that I'm going to read. The first one is, is number one, accept Jesus Christ as your higher power, really recognizing that you are powerless in and of yourself and that he has the power to help you recover from this and really any hurt habit or hang up. Second, working a 12-step recovery process diligently and consistently. Just remembering that this is a process and it takes time and that it works if you work it and that it's difficult to do this on your own. So having the support, accountability, and community that a program like CR can bring. And number three, it says accepting and walking in the biblical truth or identity and value of who we are in Christ and not based on how others view us and what we do or the service that we perform. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2.10 We are created by him and for him. That is our identity, and it's our truth that we can cling to. Number four, learning to recognize and, and enforce healthy boundaries that accurately establish where we end and where another person begins. Not allowing to others to compromise those boundaries. And I think it's easy sometimes for us to have this misconception that we are not being a servant or selfless if we place boundaries with people in our lives. And so it's truly understanding the difference between stonewalling people and cutting them off and then healthy boundaries. And it's so important that you, that you get that help and Celebrate Recovery can help you do that. Number five says, learning how to help others in suitable ways without rescuing or fixing allowing them to act independently, allowing them to own the results of their own choices and behaviors. So we are called to help and serve other people, but we just can't rescue or fix anyone. We can lead or direct them to the one who really truly can heal them. And often that means letting them experience some pain or discomfort from consequences of their own toxic behavior. Romans 12.2 tells us, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So this is truly how we get discernment. And it's like in those last two bullet points where it says learning how to do something. Well, we do that by renewing our minds and we renew our minds and are transformed when we seek God and surrender. And when we get into his word daily and then 
his word tells us then we will be able to test and approve what God's will is. So that is how we will know how to respond when people say this or do that. And we will be able to know how to set good boundaries and, and how to test and approve what his good will is for our lives. Number six says, performing acts of service as a choice, not out of duty or for recognition and value from others, serving with serving with joy, using God-given talents and abilities. So really looking at your motives and asking yourself, am I doing this to please people or for the approval of people? Or am I being obedient and allowing God to use me to minister? If so, it really won't matter so much how people respond or what they think if your motive is in the right place to begin with. And lastly, it says, learning to live a balanced life where self-care and taking responsibility for our own health and well-being take priority over the addictive behavior and control of others. Women and you mamas listening, I'm talking to you mostly on this one, that it's okay to take care of yourself. You really can't pour from an empty cup. So set those boundaries, create those time blocks, spend some uninterrupted time with Jesus every day, and seek that peace in your life. Another great resource that was recommended to me by my counselor is a book called Codependency No More by Melody, I think her last name is Beatty or Beatty. I'll put the link for her book in the show notes for you, Um, but I found that to be a very helpful resource. And I truly hope that this episode was helpful for you today. And again, I would always encourage you to go to CelebrateRecovery.com for more resources and to look through these pamphlets. And then you can also put your zip code in there to find a meeting near you so that you can join in the community and get some support and accountability. Um, and as always, you can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com. So let's close in prayer today. Heavenly Father, I thank you for those listening today, Lord, that truly needed to hear this. Those who are measuring their worth by other broken people instead of stepping fully into your abundant grace. God, help us to seek a relationship with you first and foremost and to spend time in your word and in prayer so that we can have the wisdom and discernment to truly know how to test and approve what your good, pleasing, and perfect will is for us. Father, I pray that we can walk in freedom of not being dependent on any substance or person and experience more fulfilling relationships from a place of confidence, not in ourselves, but fully in you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Hey friend, are you feeling stuck? Maybe in your relationship with God, yourself, or other people in your life. As a professional life and relationship coach, I can help you discover unhealthy patterns and mindsets that are holding you back from experiencing more fulfilling relationships and stepping into that God-sized calling in your life with confidence. You can email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com or go to bit.ly forward slash anchoredindiscovery to schedule your free 20-minute discovery session with me to see how we can partner together. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored in Always. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible. So help spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a quick minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.